Peruse the News is recorded in front of a live internet audience. On Spreaker. Studio DNA presents Peruse the News. Every day, so many things happen around this crazy world of ours, and it's up to your hosts to glance around at them and decide what's worth talking about. Join them on a journey of the wonderful, a journey of the strange, a journey of adventure. And here come our hosts now. Please welcome, it's Aaron Andene! Oh, thank you. Thank you. Someday we may actually be recording this podcast with video and you'll get to see what we do during the intro. (laughs) There's a lot of dancing that happens, apparently. Well, in today's uh, news, we're going to chat signs that the world is coming to an end, um, including things falling from the sky and colored snow and the demise of the education system as we know it. Um, of course, there's more, including the big story, which is not Stormy Daniels. Okay, well, you mentioned storms. Not. So I didn't know. Okay. Not. I mean, her. you're talking about things. Maybe the world's coming to an end. That not, seems like one of them. No, we'll chat Facebook drama. Uh, that makes sense. But first, how are things going in your life? Good. Everything's basketball for me right yeah. now. I mean, it's because my team is doing well. Michigan's in the Final Four. I've rooted for them a long time, and it's making me realize, I think, that the reason I love sports so much is because all of my teams did really well when I was growing up, when I was really impressionable. So like the Detroit Tigers, the baseball team, won the World Series in 1984. Well, I was nine years old. That's like right in, you know, in my zone. Like the Michigan basketball team won the the national championship in 1989, you know, while I was a freshman in high school. You know what I mean? So it's like all of these teams that I was supposed to root for because of where I grew up and where my dad rooted for all had these moments where it was like the most amazing thing ever. And so it just like implanted inside of me. And my boys don't have that. Like none of the teams they're supposed to quote unquote root for have done this. And so this is kind of like the the first time in their kind of growing up that they've seen kind of that fun of, oh, your team is like going to win the whole thing. I'm struggling. Oh, no. I know you hate this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I don't relate to it. So I've just been sort of in and out of thinking about my grocery list while you've been talking. <laughs> And I apologize. Did you, for when you that. were growing up, did you have like a big grocery moment that you uh, know? Yeah. <laughs> that's why it means so much to you. I also had some a thought that I was like, man, that's just rude, so I can't say it. So of course I'm going to, and that is, does that mean they haven't done well since you were like eight or nine years? Yeah, old? it's been uh, a while. It's been a hot minute. Sad. No, it it has been. I'm sorry. I mean, the Pistons, the Detroit Pistons, the basketball, the NBA basketball team won in like 2004. They won the whole thing. So, but my kids were just like infants at that time, so they didn't yeah. get to experience that. Um, but now they're now your your guys are in the final four. Yeah, yeah, they're in the now, final four. They play Sister Jean's team next because so. they have no experience getting excited about basketball. Mm-hmm. Are they getting excited about it, or is it like no? I think it's too late. It's it too might late. be. Aww. I mean, maybe for Ethan. Ethan is. Ethan's watching the games with me, and he's really enjoying it. And there's something yeah. about again that's locked into me too. Is my you know dad son time. You know. Yeah. And so there is part of that I think that Ethan's getting into, but I think it may be too late. That's my youngest for like the next two, and my oldest is at college, so he's not experiencing any of it at home. So wow, yeah, is now, that depressing? 
No, uh, you know. Okay, I just wanted to no, know. No, I don't think so because we have other experiences that we share. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be sports. And there's something about that that's freeing for them. They don't have to live their life like I lived mine, where when my sports team would lose, I'd be depressed for three days. You know what I mean? Like I had to, I like had to basically have counseling to get over how much I love my sports team. So you're not really doing a good job of selling how awesome <laughs> sports are. No, I'm saying it's a good thing to have a moderate level of interest in, right. you know, all things in moderation. But um, instead of hyper, man, there is something fun, though, when you when you are really invested and they do well, like there's nothing like that feeling. So so you're like investing all your time doing that. I went to get a massage. Nice. I've been getting chiropractic adjustments. Yeah. I've been trying to get my body back into some sense of, well, making sense. <laughs> yeah. Since going through the great stretch of 2017. Uh-huh. I've now feel like I'm like normal again so wow does that take a little bit of time to recover from physically having a child mentally yeah emotionally i feel like i'm just now starting to kind of return to the way that things were before i see i didn't i wouldn't know i wouldn't think i guess that you would return at all to the way things were before like mentally like i think there would be a permanent shift that happens with i guess i should say yeah 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 that's true some things are altered both mentally and physically <laughs> forever. And and that's interesting in and of itself, like to really, and this is like a, I think this would be a fascinating conversation to have maybe as a shoe the dough topic, which is sure. another podcast we do, maybe a deeper conversation. But like just the, when your body changes forever and how that does affect you mentally. Yeah. But then there's part of you that just like, oh, okay, I feel healthy again. I feel normal again. Like I don't have a trick hip right now you right. Know, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't have pain in my um, arm anymore. So I feel like, oh, okay, there's, I do feel okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I won't ever be the same. But that's what I mean. Like I, I'm back to the way that I was before where my body felt really good all the time. Yeah. And man, I love getting body work. Yeah. I know it's not everybody's thing. You know, not everybody likes to go get touched by someone. (laughs) 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 But I I think it's an incredible therapy, especially chiropractic adjustment. I went to this guy um, that my massage therapist recommended and, you know, you go lay down on that table and you're just like, God, please let this person know what they're doing because you you could just take my neck off if you wanted to. You know, I'm, there are those nightmare stories. I know. I thought of them when I was signing the release forms. Yeah, I will not hold you liable if whatever, whatever happens. <laughs> and I'm like, please yeah. don't snap my neck. But he's he's just really really great. I had a couple Good. ribs out and all kinds of stuff. So wow, yeah, man. You, I didn't know. I didn't know that you could do that. I thought only God could do that. Like take ribs out. That's, oh, that was to make another human. Oh yeah. So yeah. you made you made another. That's how you made Iris. Yep. That's how wow. it works. That's you didn't know that? No. Yeah. No. I thought there was this whole other process involved. Nope. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get into the show, I uh, do want to let you know that this is a podcast on a podcast network that is supported by people just like you. And thanks to Chris Stevens, who is one of our new Patreon supporters, who has gone to patreon.com slash studio DNA and started giving a monthly gift of support. Um, it's you that and people just like you that make this show possible. So thank you so much for doing thank that. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. You're the best. Uh, let's get into the news, shall we? What so, have you been perusing? I w- I've been perusing lots of news in, and I saw one about this gas station clerk who basically this guy came in and got his lottery ticket and dropped it, didn't realize he dropped it and left. Mm-hmm. And so it was an unsigned for ticket. And when the clerk scanned it, saw that it was worth a million dollars. 
It won the Mega Million or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And of course, the person wasn't there. Right. So he could have easily just signed for it mm-hmm. and taken the money. And I'm not sure that's illegal even. Like, you know, it's lost. So it could be his. I don't know. Do you think that there's rules about people who work at the gas stations being able to do that? Yeah. I'd be curious maybe. about that. Maybe. Like there I, might be something like that. I'm not I'm not sure. But he could have definitely been greedy. You know, sure. he could have called yeah, up yeah. a friend and been like, Hey, come meet me and you know, there yeah. could have been some sort of million dollar scandal. I'll but, give you ten percent. Nope. It wound back up in the hands of the person who actually purchased it and they got to keep their millions. I like this story for lots of reasons because I feel like it highlights the goodness of humanity. Would you have done the same thing? Nope. I don't think I would have either. No, I think I am too. No, no, I I was kidding. I was kidding. uh, Me too. Me too. Me too. We're kidding. Totally kidding. Uh, No, I'm I'm being honest. I, I question myself million dollars knowing that I think I would have done some research. I think that's what I would have done. If I had found it and I didn't work at the gas station and it was unsigned, I would have very quickly done some biased research (laughs) where I'm researching and trying to read into it a way to make it morally okay for me to have that million. Having said that, I think it's the correct moral decision to find the person who bought it. I just, I know I'm human. You know what I mean? Like that's a lot of money and it could change my family's life. And so I, I'm not, I, I think what I'm meaning to say is until I'm there, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I'll do. I don't I'll know do. how I would either. But I, I know, know that what I'll do. I would struggle too because I am a, it's in my path kind of a person going, mm-hmm. this is clearly in my path. Right. So. And that's what you start to tell yourself, mm-hmm. right? Like God provided this thing. Like <laughs> right. I've never played the lottery because it's ridiculous and I'm trying to be you know faithful with my money and God's like, here, I'll play it for you and just it, give you this money. It is 100% like the odds of me winning the lottery are, are zero percent right. because I don't. Yeah. buy a ticket. I don't buy any tickets. And right. yet I just won the lottery. Yeah. So that's clearly a sign from God. It's a reward. <laughs> <laughs> For walking along this step. Yeah. So I'm faithful with how I spend my money. Uh in the chat, I probably would have tried it if I worked at the station if I just found it and didn't find your keepers. Yeah. Yeah, that's the hard thing. That's hard. I, I know. I I would like I said, I think what I would have done is immediately done some research. Um, what kind I'd of like research to say, are you talking about? Like, like to see what the legality of oh, like this person oh, oh, bought oh. the ticket, but they threw it away mm. or misplaced it. And I'm pretty sure what I would have found is that legally, you know, it's finders, finders keepers. keepers is a legal thing. Like it is, you know, if you are careless with something, uh, there is a certain amount of time at, at which point it becomes somebody else's. So, yeah. so yeah, I don't know though. It's that's hard. It is a hard I, one. I think I would wonder if there was a way to track it back to the original purchaser. Yeah. You know, so you you're the one that gets all the attention from the US when you get your mm-hmm. million dollars and then they dig into the details and find out that it was actually sold to someone else and so do they have rights to claim it? Well, that's it? why I would have researched so, the legalities of it first, you know, yeah. just to make sure there isn't like a clear-cut law that says, right. you know, if somebody else buys something I is- I would go I I would I would do a Google search and then I would hire a lawyer and then I would figure out if I have any legal standing. <laughs> And then once you hire a lawyer, you're definitely keeping the money because <laughs> you got to pay the lawyer. <laughs> uh, no, I, w- I would hire a lawyer and pay the lawyer only if we win. I don't go. know what I would have done, but and I do want a million dollars. That would be nice. <laughs> so. Danae has stated it. <laughs> That'd be really Surprise, cool. Surprise, guys. Danae would be cool with a million dollars coming her way. Before we go on to yours, do you know what you would do with a million dollars if it dropped into your lap? Oh, absolutely. Me too. 100%. Yeah. I know exactly where all of it's going. Me too. Thank you, Dave Ramsey. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. 
Orange snow, rare meeting of Siberia in Sahara over Europe. Uh, some places in Europe are experiencing orange snow. Why? Because the weather systems of the, the blizzards okay. and the Saharan sandstorms are combining Whoa. and then making their way over Europe. Uh. And so it's like sand in the snow. And so it looks orange. And the videos are hilarious. Uh, they look amazing. People are saying they're skiing on Mars. Oh. You know, those kind of things. <laughs> I'll have to go look at the videos. I want to see. I want to see. This. I love that we live in a time when this is all videoed. Like we don't have to see pictures of it. Right. We can actually see like what this looks like. We also live in a time, and I was just thinking about this with this story. We live in a time where we also understand why it's happening. Like it was very easy for me to go, oh, they figured it out. You know, right. That hasn't always been the case. You know, frogs fall from the sky. I was and just pe- thinking about the and frog. people are like, you know, but th- why? No, no, no. Can we pause here? Yeah. Do you know why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Why? Well, scientifically, they get caught up in, you know, these storms in the, you know, the sea or wherever, and they funnel up to the clouds, and then they come down. So, let me get this straight. Mm -hmm. There's a moment in weather time Mm -hmm. where they get sucked. There's like a, there's a frog pond somewhere. Sure. With lots of frogs. Yes. They're just hanging out, Uh and then they suddenly are sucked up into the sky. Yes. And transported someplace else. Yeah, because of how strong the winds are up there. It's the same reason hail. Like if if and winds rained can, down. If wind can hold hail, those big balls of hail, mm-hmm. it can hold frogs. Like I mean, you know, it's it's just a matter of they move with the storm until but hail doesn't come from the like ground. All water comes from the ground. But it's also up there. <laughs> I, I just I, the frog thing is very confusing to me. Yeah, I don't know about that one. That one feels like a plague from the <laughs> biblical time. Or something. But what I'm saying is, in in you know other times, orange snow would have been like, you know, what is what it's is the end of the world? Yeah, exactly. What is God trying to do? You know, here, what is He trying to tell us? So it's you know it's interesting to live in a more you know scientific age where we can go, oh, this is how this works. So yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'm also glad we live in this age. Uh, so is this guy. A uh, man stuck between walls says he thought he wasn't going to make it. We live in a time where you can call for 911 even when you're stuck in between a wall. This happened in Honolulu. Um, and there When were... you say in between a wall, you mean like in the drywall? Nope. In between two buildings. You could, like, you could like kick yourself out of that. <laughs> no, he couldn't kick himself out. There's like two like brick buildings. Wait, I remember talking about something like this a while back with the guy that was trying to impress a girl, a girl or something. And he would jump between two buildings. Yeah. Well, this guy, who's known as the locals as Baseball Mike. <laughs> Good old Baseball Mike. <laughs> he likes to play catch up on top of Harold College Plaza. Okay. This is in, oh, what was the name of the the town that he was in i think i think it was like reported by honolulu but oh Al- so it wasn't in hawaii Ala moana yes oh okay it was in hawaii and he got himself wedged between that's all two we walls. need to know every every city in hawaii <laughs> is just hawaii but it's so cool to say their names um so anyway it, he was tired of losing the balls in between the walls and mm-hmm. so he one of them fell down in between the buildings and it was like the sixth ball so he's like i gotta go down and get these and the space between the two buildings is only nine inches wide whoa and he is a skinny guy and he thought oh yeah i'm very skinny i'm just gonna shimmy my way down 15 feet to the bottom of these walls pick up the balls oh gravity and that's when he learned quote "Uh uh-oh but hey i'm down here to get the baseballs so i'm gonna go a little bit lower and a little bit lower and I just didn't think I was going to be able to come back out once wow. I got down there. So he was—he got himself stuck. 
Was he able to get out himself or did they have to like break the walls down? They had to break the walls down. Oh. Yeah. Dude. So uh, Walgreens customer uh, heard his cries cries for help and he was stuck for three hours. He thought he was going to die. And then he could hear him, you know, working and then they were the responders were talking to him and calming him down and then of course he they says he was taken to the hospital in serious condition but there's no major injuries so i don't know if that was just how nerve-wracking would it be if they're using a jackhammer on the wall i know and you're just like guys guys a more gentle tool please yeah please please be careful please be careful i have organs for now i just can't imagine looking at a nine inch like gap and thinking that you can shimmy down there and like not oh, well, have a problem. My my feet are twelve inches long. Like I can't I can't imagine how I, like you know like I'm looking at a ruler. I'm thinking <laughs> to myself that person must have like they thought they were really skinny. Yeah. How did they even get down there? He I must mean, have they, been. He must skinny. have been really skinny. Something I Baseball am not. Baseball Mike. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the width of like I don't. Know, that's crazy. I've, ne- I've never, know. I've never trusted baseball, Mike. I, I don't you know, think he, well, he's, he's I think a we're all catching there. up to you now. <laughs> uh, before we get to the next batch of our stories, uh, thank you so much for your support at Patreon.com/slash/StudioDNA. Uh, as mentioned, lots of fun perks there. We do have lots of fun perks, mm-hmm. and we're actually about to update them. Um, so you could be watching Patreon for an update. We've been working yeah. at kind of some behind the scenes stuff, revamping some things, and we're going to be doing uh, working on how all the Patreon page looks, um, thanks to our help that we have here at Studio DNA. So uh, if you haven't gone to Patreon before, um, you know, head there in the next like week, and you'll be seeing brand new stuff. If you have been to Patreon, <clears throat> just be watching for those updates. We just want to make it real streamlined and easy for you guys to see some perks. It's it's really cool what you're doing for this podcast network. It's growing. Uh, there's a brand new podcast that just launched uh, this week, and it's exciting to see the growth that you are creating when you support at Patreon.com. So check out the perks and learn more about how you can support us. Patreon.com slash Studio DNA. Let's talk about big things falling to earth. This one caught my attention whenever I saw it in your notes. Uh-huh. I was like, oh my goodness, the sky is falling. <laughs> Chinese space lab to fall to Earth within days in a fiery demise. Uh, the time is here. I heard bits and pieces of this uh, over the past year that there was this space lab that China had put up there that had lost its orbit and it was going to come down. And now they're saying it's in the next couple days is when it's going to fall. And so they're going to be watching it, trying to figure out where it's going to land, making oh, sure that people are okay. We don't even know okay. where? Now, I think they've... Well, we don't know specifically where because it's not when something is completely out of orbit. At least my understanding. I've seen gravity, so I know <laughs> it's it's harder to understand exactly how the dynamics will affect, and then you know what will break apart, what won't, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's the size of a bus, so right now, right now. But then once it hits the atmosphere, hopefully it'll, it'll turn into a pea. Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully oh, it'll break down. So they're, yeah, they're watching it, but it's going to happen over the next couple of days. Like, what a big. Do you ever worry about that kind of stuff? Yeah, but more like meteors and asteroids. Well, and the, this is a meteor. I guess it technically is. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a bus. <laughs> well, it's a space it's a lab. Space lab bus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what a what a thing to have to apologize to the world for. Right. Like, hey guys, so we sent something up into space, and it didn't go well. So it's going to come down, and we don't know when, and we don't know where, 
but it's not going to be pretty. So I think we're going to continue to have to deal with our orbital decisions over the next, you know, several years. Um, there's so much junk up there. Like so many countries have. All right, listen. Put so much junk. Like, let's first worry about the junk in the ocean, <laughs> our water supply, and then we can worry about the junk in space. I guess it. I guess it just depends on which which junk you're worried about, right? That's like, for another generation. <laughs> That's the unfortunate part, right? That's like why we're dealing with the ocean stuff now is because previous generations were like, just put it in the water. <laughs> nobody will know. And we're like, just put it in space. Yeah, nobody will know. They are talking about launching garbage into space. Well, I did read that. Just aim it towards the sun. It'll be fine. That's right. <laughs> uh, we're all going to die. Uh, this one caught my attention today. Titled, Finland will become the first country in the world to get rid of all school subjects. I, tell me about this because my son and I just had this incredible conversation about school and education and his problems with it and and this idea of general education, how much he hates the idea of general education and having to take certain classes. So I'm interested what Finland's doing. Yeah, because they kind of lead the education world. Um, so Do they? Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's what this Scandinavia article says. Is like Who knows? Education I mean, Central? I am believing enlightenedconsciousness.com at this point, so we'll see. Enlightenedconsciousness.com. <laughs> well, nothing like the CNN of the internet. Uh, uh, CNN would probably be the CNN so of the internet. The head of the Department of Education in Helensky is Maro. Um, I think I'm saying, or Marjo. And they announced that um, he believes that the- Marco? Marco, maybe? Marjo? <laughs> is it M-A-R-G-O? J. Oh, J-O. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably like Marjo. Mario. Okay. Uh, has announced that he believes that the way children are taught now is based on a style that was benefit to students in the beginning of the 1900s, but it's now no longer relevant and beneficial to our modernized society. Oh, my son would be all over he this. He strongly believes that our needs have changed, and so they're adapting the teaching uh, to match this new way of thinking and developing. So well, basically what's going to happen is students will no longer have individual classes on subjects like math, geography, history. But instead, we'll study events like the Second World War from the perspective um, of math, geography, and history. So they're studying. I'm not a- sure I'm following. Yeah. How would you study math as you study? Hold, 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 I think it'll make more sense as I okay, kind of keep okay, going okay. here. Continue. Um, basically, they're going to remove the subjects from the curriculum um, and then replace by the study of individual events and phenomenon at, in group studies rather than individual. Like, so instead of one person sitting at a desk, it's groups talking about. Things that happened in our culture. Okay. And this is going to start at the age of 16. So I'm assuming that they're going to have some basic oh, stuff Oh, there'll be some beforehand. primary education, general education. Mm-hmm. Okay. So starting in 2020, uh, once you get to 16 and you've completed your initial broad studies of subjects, they'll choose for themselves a particular event or phenomenon that they want to study. And then they'll go into that direction. Um, they even have stuff that's going to be, let me, th- I, th- I see if I can see if I can find it. Uh, it was like, Studying like um, going to work at like a restaurant or something so they can go and learn about the restaurant world while being in that because that's more interesting to them. And then studies related to being in that environment Mm -hmm. are expounded upon as they study it rather than it being like, hey, we're going to teach you about, you know, this topic that has nothing to do with anything you're interested in. So it's kind of just guiding them in that direction. Yeah, because what we were talking about was this idea that he was frustrated because he felt like he wanted more specialized education, like things he wanted the ability to say, these are the things I'm interested in. 
can I get education on these things instead of continuing further education on things that I'm not interested in and probably won't impact the the direction I want to go and pay so, for it and, and yeah exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, that's difficult yeah and so. I, so I think that's what they're trying to kind of um, the idea is to eliminate disengagement of students who have to sit through individual classes they believe will not need uh, will not need based on their future hopes and ambitions of a working future so it's exactly what your son's talking about very cool um and then the other thing that was really interesting is this new system requires all teachers to be on board and adapt to the new teaching system 70 percent of teachers in helensky in helensky have already begun working to prepare and they're all going to get raises so Hels- i loved that helsinki helsinki sorry okay yes, no, no you're you. good yeah i know that's really cool i just think this is really interesting that they're like willing to just change up their education system to match with more modern thinking and I feel like we're going to see how this impacts the globe mm. as these kids grow up in that kind of a way. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, man, it is hard to change tradition. It is, there are so many ways that I see and read things and be like, man, that'd be a better way to do things. And it just, you just got to jump happen. in and start. It'll just right? never happen. Like, you know, the oh, metric system is so a better sad, way so to sad. measure things, right? The metric system is a better way. It was tried to be, in, you know, instituted in, I think, the 80s when I was in school. And it's just not going to happen. People like their miles, you know, because that's what our, you know, parents used and that's what they taught us. And that's what we'll teach our kids. You know, what we know what a mile feels like. We don't know what a kilometer feels like. We have a harder time. You know, processing that, so it's hard to change. You we know? are stubborn. We are stubborn, stubborn people. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of stubborn people, mm-hmm. my final story: Oakland Athletics offer twenty dollars parking discount to Giants fans who yell "Go A's" at the front gates. Now, this doesn't tell the whole story. Allow me to tell you the whole story here. Uh, they are charging Giants fans who come to the games an extra twenty dollars for parking. Why? Because they're the other Hold team. Hold on a second. Hold on. Let, can we use good guy, bad guy terms? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. So sure. the good guys are the home team. One? Yeah. The home good games. team. Yeah. The good guys are the home team. And so when the bad guys come, they charge them more parking. Yes. That's funny. Which first of all is and like, also not okay. Is it? It's not illegal, right? It's you know private it's discrimination. Ground. It's but is it? I don't know. Is that a protected class? Like a fan of a baseball team? I don't know. I don't think it is. I don't think so either. So they are actually charging, by the way, $50 instead of $30. Like, you know, that's a huge jump. So that's, I'm, I don't know. It's, so that's the first part. And the second part is they'll go ahead and let you pay the regular price as long as you will say go A's when you buy the ticket. So you have to go good guys. Yeah. Go good guys when you buy the ticket. So you have to root for the wrong team. Would you do it? Let's so let's say that I'm going to a Kansas City Royals game. I'm a Tigers fan, and the Tigers are playing, and yeah. so they're like, "Hey, you know, you're a Tigers fan, so parking's fifty bucks unless you're willing to say go Royals." Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd say go Royals. You would? Yeah, yeah. I'm not stubborn like that. Like I just wouldn't mean it. it just I know what feels I mean. Like you might be sliding your team. What if they lose? <laughs> are you going to wonder? Going to blame your myself? Fault? No. <laughs> Oh no! I see. I know this is no problem for you because I don't care. Because you don't care. I right. remember. I still remember. In fact, I have a picture of you wearing a Detroit Tigers hat that you sent. Okay. That we sent to your husband. Yes, but that's because he put your son in a Green Bay Packers hat. No, actually, you were first. Was I? Yeah, that was oh. that was revenge. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers hat was revenge. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> it's like you didn't care. You're like that's a cool hat. 
Well, I'll wear it. I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. Right. I didn't. I didn't realize that was going to upset anybody. That's so funny. Um, I just. I think this is hilarious. Like I. What do, what do people think about it? Like, what's the general feedback about it? Uh, you know? laughter. Okay. That's yeah. Good. I think people think it's funny. Um, but they haven't instituted it yet. Like it hasn't happened yet. Oh, it's starting. Okay. Like gotcha. this week. And so I think once people actually have to pay more. I think that'll be interesting to see if they actually make people pay more because that mm-hmm. you're right. There's some part of that that feels discriminatory. Yeah. But it's not like, I don't know. It's, it's not a protected class. Why don't you just show up and you park your car and you have like the good guy gear on. And right. When you get to the, it's ha ha jokes on them. And then underneath the good guy gear is your bad guy gear. Right. Yeah. You could do that. Or you could just say go A's, you know, like it's the same thing, right? You're, you're being, deceitful about who you're rooting for no one of them's verbal one of them's non-verbal <laughs> you know you make an interesting point there is something about saying something about using your words mm-hmm. and you even we even call it that being a you know person of your word mm-hmm. you know there's something interesting about verbalizing something being more concrete and i would and have real. to if i was a fan if i was a crazy sports person i would have to think of what else go a's could mean Instead of what, <laughs> like, go A's for Apple. Go A's right, right, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know what else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple's all I can think asteroids. of. Asteroids. Really written for the no. asteroids. Asteroids and meteors are bad. <laughs> we just talked about that. <laughs> what a crazy, I'm really curious if they'll do it. We'll see. We will see. Well, before we get on to the big news, uh, Aaron kind of talked about this just a moment ago. We want to make sure you know that Studio DNA is launching a brand new podcast. This is a podcast. Unlike anyone you've ever heard. Because it's Corey. It's Corey Mann. Uh, what else with Corey Mann launches today? Uh, That's the name of the podcast. Yeah. What else? With Corey Mann. Yeah. And uh, his uh, first interview is with a guy named Bart Millard, who is the lead singer for the band Mercy Me, whose story of how he wrote a song is the third highest money-making movie in the world right now. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So he talked to him a little bit about the movie and then asked him what else. So if you are on Spreaker, if that's where you kind of go and you see all of the Studio DNA podcasts, you'll just see it on our uh, main Studio DNA page. And you'll be able to easily kind of Subscribe to it and listen to it. If you're a Patreon supporter at $3 a month or more, those episodes are going to start showing up in your main feed, just like all of the episodes from Studio DNA in the bonus episodes. So all you have to do is just watch for that. But if you're interested in seeing um, more about this podcast, not only can you find it on Spreaker, you can go to our website, studiodna.media, and you can find out about all of the podcasts on this network and what else with Corey Mann is right there on the front page. You shouldn't be able to miss it. We're really excited to have Corey Mann join our network. So welcome to the team, Corey. Go check it out. Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA or studiodna.media. So the big news this week um, is probably, there's there's a lot to be debated. I guess we should say the last couple weeks, right? Now yeah. that we do this every couple weeks. That's true. The yeah. last couple weeks. There's been a lot that's happened the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And we kind of chatted a little bit before the show on what we wanted to talk about. But really, Facebook kept kind of coming up because everybody seems to be mad at Facebook. <laughs> well, we've been on the quote unquote delete Facebook train for a while. Yes. We're both only there you know, basically, so people who are only there know about what's going on with Studio DNA, or and with even then we don't. And, we don't, yeah, even update anymore. I think I posted something on our Facebook page for our radio show a couple of days ago, and it felt weird. 
because it had been like two months since I posted anything <laughs> before that. It's just such a strange platform. At least for Aaron and I, we really struggle with Facebook. I think there's this interesting, first of all, the basic story, there's lots of angles to it. You know, it's the Cambridge Analytica, I think is the name of the the. That's the group. big. That's the big kind of like right. shaker. That's the one that caused their stocks to start going down. Right, and that has to do bad. with politics. It has to do with using the data from Facebook to target people, and Facebook saying, "Hey, make sure you delete that data after you look at it. You know, don't keep it." And then they kept it and used it for you know other things. Fifty and, million people uh, yeah. had their information taken without their knowledge, and then campaigns were sent towards them geared specifically to sway their vote to go towards our current president yeah so that's basically where that is now zuckerberg is under like literal investigation it was just now this is actually just breaking today i think uh that he is under actual investigation um so there's a lot fda uh the ftc ftc the trade commission yeah the federal trade commission um, about their data practices, which is all fine and dandy. Here's the thing. I just think they're in over their head. Like Facebook has become the internet to a lot of people. The, you know, you mean is, like that's the, that's the first place they go. The only, the place only they place go. they go, like yeah, that's yeah. where they connect. It's where they see their news stories. It's where they see the videos they want to see. Mm-hmm. It's where they talk to people that they want to talk to. It Do you is, think that Mark is over his head? I think the whole company's over their head. Mm-hmm. I think when you are dealing with an infrastructure that includes the entirety of humankind, basically, <laughs> it's going to be hard to uh, to have things in place for this kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. I think that's why they have very, very long terms and conditions that sure. you just click at and you don't read. I yeah. think that we've all agreed to share that information. The the one with the the that was the stuff that was taken like that's something a little bit separate. But mm-hmm. like right now, the other big buzz thing is you know oh they're tracking our calls and their our text messages and it's like well if you gave them access to your contacts, it, like when you use Facebook Messenger, it's like do you want us to keep track of your contacts and phone calls? I always said no because I don't I don't so. right. But now people are like, oh, I can go in and I can print my log and look. They know all these phone calls and how long they were. And when I texted so-and-so and they might not have what the texts mean, you know, had inside of them. And they might not have the phone calls See, I recorded. think they probably do. They probably do. But, you know, what we can see, the logs, they're tracking everything. Yeah. And they're like, why do you need this information? And it's like, well, you you agreed. Just like we agree when we use Facebook that they're going to be tracking our clicks uh, like if you use the same Chrome, uh, the same browser, they're mm-hmm. following your browser history. You've, you know, we have given them permission by using their product. And here's the thing that I think of too. Um, I have no reason other than my own personal biases to feel like I'm safer at Google than I am at Facebook, or I'm safer, you know, with Apple than I am at, with Facebook or Twitter or whatever the case may be. That's just personal biases. I, you know, like mm-hmm. they're all big companies with a lot of our data and a lot of our habits, especially Google, mm-hmm. you know, and I, it's just the world we live in where you're trying to balance this privacy versus, um, you know, uh, ease, ease of use. Right. Because, 
the the truth of the matter is is the more information there is about everybody the easier it is to interact with everybody the easier it is to contact the person you want to contact to know what you know they're interested in to all those kind of things that ease of use is really attractive the span of information is really attractive privacy is just gone like it's you know and it's not something that you know we haven't been saying for half a decade now at least mm-hmm. you know privacy is a thing of the past and yeah if you don't like it don't use the product <laughs> yeah. to a certain degree i deleted the you know from my phone uh where i haven't been using it for probably about four months now but that was because i was kind of getting addicted like i was spending too much time mm-hmm. and i was trying to keep up with everybody rather than like really just worry about myself and yeah. you know keeping myself okay so yeah. I'm like you know let's just delete the distraction from my phone i still have it on the computer but i rarely on my computer anymore but the data stuff, I think, you know, yeah, I I haven't even read the terms in so long. I haven't even looked into that stuff in so long. And and there's some parts that I'm responsible for, and then there's some parts that they're responsible for. But we know they're selling our information for advertisers, and we know we just know that. So. Let me ask you a question. Maybe we'll finish with this. Is Facebook done? No. Is this the turning point? Will they be done in a decade? Will they be done in five years? Ooh. Um, I think give me a timeline. When is I when, think they may be done in a decade. I see. Think, here's the thing: whenever the ter- actual turning point hits, it's going to happen fast. Well, there are way but, too many other options. No, but there aren't. That's the problem. But there, but when the turning point happens, there will be. I'm saying right. once everybody decides, oh, here's the next option. I mean, that, it, it hasn't been too recent. We saw that MySpace to Facebook transition happen. So that's you know, already started where people have like they're trying to go to Instagram, which, by the way, owned by Facebook. <laughs> right, it's the same company. So not great. But then there's also people going, "Let's go to Vero." Well, Vero is not ready for people. It right. crashes and it's just it. It's not user friendly. It's not ready. Right. So there's no place to go just yet. So that's why I think the answer right now is no. Let so you, me. Well, hold on. We could go to Google Plus. <laughs> no, I don't think that exists anymore. But yes, it does. Google profiles exist, but I don't oh. think they call it Google Plus anymore. Oh, interesting. I'd have to go look. Uh, before we stop, though, I did want to see. Did you see that they took out a, a full page ad in the New York Times? And Apologizing? Several, mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a responsibility to protect your information. If we can't, we don't deserve it. Uh, you may have heard about a quiz app built by a university researcher that leaked Facebook data of millions of people in 2014. This was a breach of trust. and I'm sorry we didn't do more at the time. We're now taking steps to make sure this won't happen again. We've already stopped apps like this from getting so much information. And now we're limiting the data apps, the data that apps get when you sign in using Facebook. Because that's really where the leak happened was through. Right. Because you can use Facebook as a sign, sign in, in to other sites and apps. I never do. Because right. that just freaks me out. Me either. I, I, was, I, I always do want, email. I didn't want everything to be back to Facebook. Right. Um, Finally, he, he kind of he closes going, we're also investigating every single app that has access to large amounts of data before we fix this. And we expect that there are others. And when we find them, we will ban them until everyone affected. So finally, we remind you which apps you've given information to your, uh, access to your information so you can shut them off if you don't want them anymore. And thank you for believing in this community. I promise to do better for you. Mark Zuckerberg. There you go. Yeah, I think five years from now, uh, Facebook will will not be the major player that it is for now. And I do think this is a turning point. Um, Yeah, I I think it's a turning point, but I don't think that it's done. I think everything is going to be more uh, phone-based profile than site-based profile. 
Do you understand what I mean when I say that, technology-wise? Yeah. So you, you already kind of have it on your phone. Usually, like, if, if it's an Android phone, it's a Google profile. If it's an Apple phone, it's an Apple profile. Um, but I think that is where we will find community profiles, posting, sharing, all that kind of stuff will be phone-based. Uh, and when I say phone-based, I mean phone-based profile, like that's the center, the hub, as opposed to actually having to go to an app or a site uh, to get there. So it'll remove whoever can, and I think Google's on their way, but whoever can remove that barrier of actually having to go to an app to do all that stuff, I think will be the next place that we'll connect. So, And I think social media as we know it will become a little more, um, well, like the like Snapchat or Twitter are right now, you know, just specialized, you know, like I go there for a certain reason kind of thing. I feel like when this happens, we should have a conversation about the shift because one of the things that Facebook has done that I enjoy is it's connected me to so many people. But the backside of that is that a lot of those people aren't really my friends. They're people I know, but they're not my friends. Right. And so it's really shifted and changed how I feel emotionally about so many people and then seeing all of their lives and wanting to connect with so many. That's just my personality. Not everybody has my personality, Mm -hmm. you know, where I want to go connect with people. So when I, when I've taken a step back from Facebook I've I've had to uh, really address like that part of me that like I'm okay with just having a few close friends, not the thousand that I could access. And if I have here. something I want to share, I can start a group text with the people I want to share it with and share. Exactly. You know, text anymore is mm-hmm. as you know uh, flexible as a Facebook post. You can share mm-hmm. a video, you can share an yep. article, you can share. You know what I mean? So yep to uh, use to use someone's actual phone number to connect with them, I think is uh, way more valuable than doing a. Facebook and that's group. what I mean by phone-based profile. Yeah. Your phone number is your phone-based profile in that's many me. ways. So, and so. you can call me right now. At- <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think it's interesting time. We'll see what happens. I think every giant has to kind of fall a little bit or a lot at some it point. It is, I, you know, I, been the, up at the top. For these a while. next, this next decade is going to be really interesting with social media and the internet and how that works uh, with um, net neutrality, where that all ends up and. The idea of, you know, being able to, uh, you know, sequester certain areas of the Internet, um, all of that is is fascinating to me. And I don't mind living through it, uh, even the pain of it, because I find it so interesting. But I'm a technology guy. Like, you know, for many, it's just annoying. But for me, it's fascinating uh, to kind of go through all that stuff and figure it out. Make it work for me. You make know? it work. That's what technology's for. You know, it's a tool. You got to make it work for yourself. Aaron will have... Some sort of something like a like a phone implanted in the side of his head. <laughs> I'm hoping that is so weird. I, it's it's the future. Oh, it's so it's what weird. I want. I, I sign me up. I want to be a cyborg. <laughs> Maybe that's the next social media platform for yes. you. <laughs> that is it. That's right. This is some cyborg thing. That's right. Like Ready Player One that's coming out or whatever. Uh-huh. It'll be kind of like that for you. I am Player One and I am ready. You are. You would do all of this stuff Bring it so on. fast. Bring you it could. on. <laughs> well, thanks for coming with us to peruse the news today. Connect with us on Twitter at peruse the news. Let us know what you're interested in. You can also learn more about this in other podcasts on the Studio DNA Podcast Network at studiodna.media. Hey, if you want to chat with us during the live show, Uh, We go live on Spreaker, so download the Spreaker app or go to the Spreaker website, and you can search for Peruse the News, 
We go live uh, every other Monday, and we're going to start going live every other Monday evening, uh, 5 o'clock Central. Huge thanks to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. If you support at three bucks a month, you'll have an ad-free experience with your own podcast feed. You can find out more at patreon.com slash studio DNA. And please subscribe, rate, and comment at your podcast player of preference, especially if it's Apple Podcasts. That helps us with our rankings, etc. And finally, we really want to give a huge shout out to our producer, Phil, who makes all the crazy things that we say, arrange them and make them into some sort of a cohesive show somehow he makes it all make sense yeah it's it's pretty amazing everything i just said i said out of order and he put it together (laughs) thank you phil thank you phil and And that's that's the the news and finally we really want to give a huge shout out to our producer phil who arranged all the crazy things that we say makes them into some sort of a cohesive show